You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are the Joes, Will Greenwood, Ryan Livergood, and Jake Patterson. Hey, it is the Fantasy Joes. It's, it's been a little while. We've been busy. I am Edward, a librarian. You heard on the intro. Also joining me, of course, is Will the Thrill Greenwood. Will, how are you doing? How are things in the Twin Cities? Uh, we got pounded by snow the last week, and now it is all gone because it was 50 degrees and we had tornado, uh, t- uh, tornado not warnings, watches. Uh, I think yeah. maybe some uh, actual warnings in other places. But uh, it's been a very, very interesting year. Got to bust out the snowblower. Uh, which which handled the eight inches of snow we had no problem so that was that was actually kind of fun but uh overall life's been good booked a trip to vegas for work for ces uh peak covid times that should be interesting hopefully uh things kind of stay similar like they don't get much worse otherwise that trip will probably be canceled i don't really know but anyway yeah things are things are good in the northern neighborhood what, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas unless you get COVID-19, then it comes home with you, unfortunately. So be careful. I don't think well, so. <laughs> does it stay in Vegas too? That's good. All right. And, and also, it's at Takes with Jake, Jake Patterson. What's up, Jake? I'm good. I'm good. You know, just happy to be uh, happy to get the show going again. Get the boys back together. Yeah. We boys are recording on a, on a Friday afternoon. Um, I will just let uh, loyal listeners and not so loyal listeners know that I'm going to have to jump off probably a little bit early um but because uh, i because i'm i'm leaving for, for holiday i'm going down to the I, well i shouldn't say right that oh, i'm gonna no, i'm gonna be around and uh don't try to come and break into my house um so <laughs> anyway no i'm i'm I, i'm traveling but party uh, at the liver good residence uh, yes but but there'll be some some unpleasant surprises for anyone who tries to break in that there is a there is a security system at the, at the house but okay um, guys, let's let's jump into it. I, can we? It's like Indiana Jones. Do we even have? Do we? Yeah, exactly. Do we even have a, a, a like a formal list? Or can we just talk about what's going on? Because we're getting into the playoffs. If, if you're there, congratulations. If you're not, that's okay. Because this is dynasty. There's always something to do. If, if even if you can't make trades, you can start to talk to owners about making trades. And I made some trades, guys, for one player in particular. I think it is one of those injury opportunity trades. Uh, I made a couple of those uh, related to T.J. Hawkinson. So he's out for the year. Um. So what are your thoughts? So Jake, where is Hawkinson on your tight end dynasty rankings? Oh, he's still very high. He's been in my tier two um, behind Kyle Pitts, who's alone in tier one, as our loyal listeners are well aware of. <laughs> right. um, and he's stacked with the, the Kelsey Kittle types who have been dominating end of season, but he's got four, eight years or eight years. Um, yeah. Eight years on Kelsey. So He's still in that tier of the elite guys because he will he will eventually have his time as that uh, the top of the league tight ends. So tier yeah, two. Yeah, we got a we got an early boom from from Pitts too, and then it's just been crickets uh, since those those couple weeks, like when they were over in London, and uh, I believe the week after, and then since then it's been kind of hasn't been as fun to start Kyle Pitts. It has not, but, but I think you just got to be patient, obviously with, with Pitts. I, I mean, he, he, you've definitely seen it with him in, in that situation in Atlanta. I, I think I feel good about Arthur Smith being there. Cause I, I think he's going to be a really good head coach and, and I, I think they'll get it turned around. They just right now have some deficits they're dealing with. Um, so uh, here's my, here are my, you guys want to hear my TJ Hawkinson deals, grade yes. the trade kind of thing. So in a league where I just missed the playoffs, I, I've had a, a really good team, um, but it, I think it's I've got some guys. It's time to start to get younger. So I, I moved Devonte Adams 
and Hunter Henry. This is a 14 team league. It's just one QB. No, no tight end premium. Um, so I moved um, Devonta Adams and Hunter Henry for Hawk and Devonta Smith. Grade the trade. Uh, I like it for both sides. So let's call it a good grade. I don't really know how to sign a letter category to that. Yeah, it's great you know, for somebody's championship push. Yeah, uh, Devontae Adams is one of those guys that we have. You're going to get good production, but his value we're on the we're nearing the edge of that cliff uh, where it's going to completely fall off. So, yeah, and I moved it to to Jason Long, who's a listener and a contender in that league. So I wish him the best of luck. I think it was a good move for him too. So uh, to get get Adams for the stretch run. Yeah, I don't I don't think point PPR. matters yeah. too much. So. I grade the trade as a solid A. Um, I feel like a good trade is typically when both owners are happy at the end of the day. Um, then I found out it was Jason Long and probably going to adjust it to a B because any trade with Jason Long, you just want to, you want a, a smashing home run, right? Like you just want to just <laughs> put that team into the dirt of his, right? So it's unfortunate that you, you made him better for this year, but um, good old Jason Long. Love, love you. Um I have Devonta Smith and Adams on the same tier. So if you're looking towards next year, absolutely love getting younger. Um, Adams is going to help him in his playoff push this year. And then getting transitioning from Hunter Henry to Hawk is where you just made um, the trade, right? Like that's where you really want it. Because um, although there's no tight end premium and a 14-team league, having a top five guy for the next however so long, you really don't have to worry about the position as much, right? Where Hunter Henry was good. You were hoping for a, a touchdown whenever he, like that was pretty much the hope with Hunter Henry. Yeah. Hawk, he can actually, he could get 80, hundred yards and be relevant without it. Right. So long-term love the move for you. I hope, uh, I hope to I hope Jason wins the championship. To be honest with you. Yeah. He might regret yeah, that in a few years. And, and uh, quick side note too, Jake, I did put together your entire rankings from preseason and then December 2021, uh, and I have all the changes. I just don't have them like color-coded yet uh, and what is done yet. But it, it positionally, I have done it with everybody and who's made the biggest jumps. Sounds awful. Uh, like Brandon Ayuk, he dropped 14 places in the ranking in two tiers. Yeah, or... and I'm pretty sure he like jumped right back. He probably had more of a jump than that too, right? So. I think it's important to adjust as much as you can or not necessarily stay take lock. Like I always loved Brandon Ayuk and I was like gung ho, but you have to adjust when guys aren't seeing the field, when they're not performing well. Uh, we just talked about it on the Patreon show, how I'm starting to adjust Jerry Judy, although an injury plagued season, his season work is like worrisome to me. So I feel like you have to adjust to um, just the market. And when players bounce back, if you had to, if you got to move them back up, you, you do what you got to do, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and if you look at like the biggest positive uh, jumpers in here, you would look at uh, Debo Samuel, Cooper Cup, Mike Williams, uh, Jacoby Myers, uh, Kadarius Tony, Darnell Mooney has made a big jump. Uh, Marquise Brown, you know, kind of all your 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 guys that we've talked about, and Probably I think we'll dive into this. Yeah, maybe seasons, maybe Jake right? will dive into this uh, next week a little bit more. And I, I think all the jumps are are, are pretty justified. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned Jacoby Myers because just quickly, the, in, in another league, I'm in 12 team. This is tight end premium league. I acquired Hawk for Keenan Allen, Jacoby Myers, and Gerald Everett. So what do you guys think of that one? Can you repeat it, sir? Sure. I, I got TJ Hawkinson. It's tight end premium league. Um, and I sent Keenan Allen, Jacoby Myers, and Gerald Everett. 
Yeah. And I mean, what, I, how is, sorry, how is Myers your team? Everett, I don't think are overly relevant on a dynasty team. I mean, they're like Myers has been an okay start, but it hasn't been like a super fun. He's not a, like a, a fun starter to click on to put into your lineup each week, even though he's had a big tier jump into that. Uh, if you just go straight rankings, wide receiver, like the tail end of wide receiver threes, but uh, it's so let's just say Keenan Allen for Hawk, you know, with a, with a little sugar on top. I like that. And a tight end premium, I would you'd be you'd lean Hawk there for me, anyways, especially with a decent age gap with Keenan Allen getting up there at 29.6, going to be 30 years old next year as a wide receiver. Um, it, I feel like unless you were heavily involved in like a, ch- you're a championship contender this year, where obviously Hawk is out of out for the season, and um, you got Keenan Allen tied to Herbert, um, you're probably, you'd probably want that production to the end of the year, and maybe you try to push that at the end. But I would assume if you're making that deal, you're not competing, and the guy who's getting Keaton out is. So I love it, it for you. Yeah, it's a productive struggle team. I've got a lot of younger assets, and, and really Allen was my one kind of older player. So I've got like Chase and Waddle on this team. I got you know Fields and Herbert. So it just it just <laughs> kind of made it kind of made sense where I I, I did tight end was where I struggled. So I feel like I've got a nice core going into 2022. And the guy that acquired him. Um, Keenan Allen and the, and the other guys in the package is a contender. He's 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 got a buy uh, this week, so I, I I feel it was a good move for him because I think he wants to aggressively. He's and I I saw him make some deals that were kind of win now deals. So so I knew when I saw the Hawkinson news, I'm like I got to send him an offer and see if I can get him. So I'm pretty happy because I've been trying yeah. to move Keenan Allen in that league for a while, and he's one of those guys that's hard to sell. He's so productive, but and he's old. He's, yeah, that's the main old. reason. He's, he's only going to get harder and harder. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of hope his value takes a sharp decline because he'll be 30, you know, going into next season, or at least close to it. Uh, and he's a guy that doesn't win on athleticism. So I think he'll still have a good, like, two years left at least of very, very high end production. And I would like to be able to capitalize on that. Uh, granted, everything depends on price. As we get, Noodle also loves Keenan Allen uh, so much so that he couldn't contain himself. Anyway. So, yeah, I mean, the Hawk deals are smart, too, because he's insulated in value and you're moving older assets for him. Uh, I think Devontae Adams, assuming he's paired, he just has some question marks going into this offseason that you can now avoid uh, dealing with. I mean, there could be a big value boon if both Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams stay in Green Bay. I mean, Devontae Adams is going to be a really, really great piece to have on your team. But assuming that one of the two moves that's going to and they're not together anymore, that's going to drop off so harshly. Yeah. I mean, as one of those guys that it like, I mean, I know it was definitely the right deal for, for me and my team, but it also, it's tough to move a guy like him because he's just been so productive and he definitely could have another couple of years where he, he dominates if, if things go well for him. But, but yeah, I, I think, you know, that, that once we know with these wide receivers, once they get a certain age, you gotta just like wide receiver or running backs, of course you get, you have to add quickly because, you know, one minute they're a, a top, five, 10 dynasty wide receiver. And then you wake up a year later and they've, they've dropped out of the top 12 and they're, they're sinking and you're like, Oh, I, I missed my window there. You just got a like, serious question. We're still talking about Keenan Allen. I have to assume this time next year, he's going to be 30 and a half years old. Um, we're we're going to be headed towards the 23, uh, 2023 rookie draft, but it's going to have tons of hype. It's probably as deep as like the 2020 draft, the 2021 draft. So there's going to be tons of talent in that second round. I wouldn't be surprised if Keenan Allen is worth like an, like an early second round pick at that point. He's good. Like I said, he's going to be almost 31 years old and that the hype on those second round picks are going to be T Higgins, Brandon Ayuk type players where you're getting 10 year age difference, nine year age difference. He's going to be a DeAndre Hopkins versus Rondell Moore scenario 
where you'd probably rather have that second round 2023 rookie pick, which right now that sounds kind of crazy for an elite talent like Keenan Allen. But so if you could get like a 2023 second plus um, you transition that wide receiver who someone could put like could give you similar output. I feel like that's a transition that I want to make because like we've been talking about that, the value of Keenan Allen, we it could free fall, right? We have no idea what, how, how he's going to age. Um, and another point to, to talk about the trade you just made. If you have, if your trade deadline hasn't passed yet and you're allowed to trade during the playoffs, I feel like this is almost more than ever, just with how crazy um, it is right now with um, COVID with how many guys are questionable or just completely out or inactive, like right now, like teams like the Browns, I feel like don't even have like a, like a regular starter on their team. And I feel like that's many teams. You need to be taking advantage of this and sending out as many trades as you can, because there are playoff teams that can't start a full roster or at least are not confident in their full starting roster. And you can make moves that are going to bend. Like if you're not competing, you are going to win these trades because they're going to give you more or give you an inactive guy just so they can have a starter this year. So I would be as a- more active than anyone else in your league. Cause it's going to pay off right now. Yeah. And that, that's, that's true. And especially this is the time of year too, where people, if they're not in the playoffs they they may not be active or paying attention. It's the holidays. Like, you know, people are trying to get prepared and, and not focus on the leagues. And this is where you might have an edge as an active owner. If you're sending offers, no one else is because, because you're absolutely right. I have this um, I- IDP league that I'm in a 53 man roster. I, I, I put seven guys on IR the other day. A lot of them were defensive players, but I put seven guys on IR. That's crazy. I've never been that many guys yeah, on IR in my team. You're lucky you have that many IR spots. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. man roster, that's crazy. That's well, cause it, cause, right? because it's, you know, you start um, in, in this particular league, you start, uh, I think it's 10 offensive, 10 defensive players. So it makes makes sense. In that I think in, on the last Patreon show that or main show that Will and I did, I talked about how I traded – um, Taysom, Taysom Hill, who I was trying to get rid of all season. Um, he was pr- just in line for the start uh, to be the starter when I traded him. And I traded him for Devontae Parker, who was just returning from injury. And I talked about how I've never liked Devontae Parker um, throughout his career. And now the, his value is super low and he's actually getting the targets. And he's a decent asset, I would say, right now. Um, so I was happy to make that flip because I don't think Taysom Hill is too much of a dynasty asset. Um, anyways, I flipped Devonta Parker this morning to a contender who didn't have many starters, who obviously could use Devonta, um, Devonta Parker. And I got DJ Chark, a guy who's been inactive and will obviously get zero nice. points for that owner. Yeah. Um, but the second DJ Chark re-signs with a new team this year because he's a free agent, or even if he re-signs with Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence and the new, new regime coming in with after Urban Meyer is gone, that debacle. There's no chance in my mind that DJ Chark, who doesn't have more value than Parker either right now, or especially come the offseason, right? So I feel like that's just an example of taking advantage of the situation that teams are in right now in the playoffs. Because that's not a team that I'm, I'm rebuilding in that team. So, and he's competing. So Parker's, Parker could help win a championship, right? And maybe that he can justify a win in his book. But I want to say it every, say it every show, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to say it every show. I'm here to win dynasty. Like I'm here to build a dynasty. I'm not here to win a championship, like just a championship. I want to win all of them. I want to, I want to have my, like the entire row of banners on the top of my league page be all me. Right. Like I don't need just one of them. So um, your, your move to get Hawked, your move to get Devonta Smith to get younger, love them. Um, I feel like that's uh, be taking advantage of the situation right now. 
Yeah, it, it's. Um, I, I think that, and, and honestly, I think both philosophies are correct. I, I mean, I think the guy that acquired Hill from you, um, you know, probably. I think that's a good example of a win-win deal because Hill is one of those guys. I think you're right. Dynasty value, long-term, no, but could he carry somebody to uh, or at least contribute to a championship? I don't think he's just going to be a difference maker. Although he can put up big weeks. Um, yeah, I think that's, those are, those are good deals and kind of win-win where you're, you're taking advantage, right. Where people look at like, what can this person give me now uh, versus, um, you know, the long-term picture. So, um, I, I will say this as a counterpoint, Jake, I, I, um, and shout out to Trey Barrett who I invited to come on the show, but, um, Trey, um, had some, some dental work. He had to emerge dental work. He had to get done. So, so good luck to Trey on that. But, um, he, we're in a league. Will and I are in this league. It's the, um, Foot Clan Dynasty League and Trey, I think we like by by based on points scored has dominated this league. Well, for how many years has he led the league in points scored? Like total four, points? four years, zero championships. And if you look at Trey's roster in that league, I think that um, yeah, well, I, th- I mean, I think he'll have a good roster the next several years, but I think he's getting a little bit older, and I think he's done a good job of recycling. But I, I there. I, I like that attitude and you're right. You want to be consistently in, you know, the, the picture and continue to dominate, but it's, it's not always an easy thing to do. And, you know, you, you could go for a stretch without winning any championships. So there, there is some, some, you know, strategy behind making these small deals to, to try to chase the championship now. I mean, Except- it's one th- I think you're going to be smart about it. Cause it's for the guy that acquired Taysom Hill, you know, it's not like he traded um, like, you know, his first round pick for Taysom Hill, he traded, Devonte Parker, you know, so if that deal doesn't work out for him, he's not really damaging his roster too much, you know, the coming years. Whereas if you deal, if you're just trading draft picks to win now, I agree. It's, it's, it's going to catch up with you after a while. Um, I hear your argument with like the example of Trey's team that can't win. Um, but it's, I feel like it's, uh, it's fantasy in a nutshell. Pro, pro, yeah. Process over results variance. too, right? Um, no, that's true. And you I, have and to I, trust I, the process. And yeah. I feel like, like Brandon Staley last night um, going for it on fourth downs and getting rid- like ridiculed for, but like obviously almost every analytical process is saying this is the right move that your win percentage is going to go up. And I'm saying you might not win every time. You might not get that, uh, for, like the conversion every time, but your win percentage is going up every time. Like mathematically, this is, it's the right moves to be making in my mind. Like I see it on, I have de- 10 dynasty leagues and I'm competitive in majority of them. And I'm not like, not trying to come off of like humble braggy or anything, but like, and, and year after year, it's based that, on this the, process, the, right? Like, I don't want to yeah get stuck where my team is all of a sudden, like I, I'm filled with the Julio Jones type guys where I don't know what to do with them and I'm going to be rebuilding soon and I don't have draft picks and yada, yada, yada. Right. So yeah, yeah. Well so actually, if that's the case, but sure. I actually do have a big qualm with uh, them going forward on fourth down last night on the chargers, because in one of my redraft fantasy leagues, I was starting Dustin Hopkins. He should have had 12 more fantasy points. You should have gotten yeah. Brandon Steele's ear and, you know, let, let him know that piece of information. Hey, uh, hey, stay, hey, stay, 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 this is Will phoning in. Uh, we're going to need a, uh, we're going to need uh, Dustin Hopkins to kick a few more field goals here. Let's go. And that fumble, too. Like, they had so much bad luck last night. It was incredible. I didn't even uh, see really, the game. I just woke really, up to Twitter. Debate. Uh, really, really entertaining game and stressful to watch because it's fantasy playoffs and having your players going. Uh, but it was 
Yeah, I mean the the Chargers should have ran away with that game, and they didn't. And they just they continually lived up to being the Chargers, no matter who the head coach and quarterback is. I heard a stat. I think it was on um, Fantasy Football Today. They were talking about when Derwin James was in the game, and, and Kelsey, you know, early on in that game, not you know, did not have big numbers at all. Maybe a couple of receptions, but then when Derwin James went out of the game, it, it, you look at his stat line. I mean, you look at his it, it, basically the stat line that he ended the game with is kind of. All after German Jane was out, went out of the game. It was just unbelievable game that Kelsey had, just a dominating performance. Um, uh, German James has been so snake bitten by injuries. He's such yeah. an elite talent, and it's so sad that we haven't haven't gotten to see him because when he is on the field, it, it was one. Of, he's one of the best defenders in the NFL. Yeah, anyway. it, it, it and I was sad. I mean, I mean, I'm happy for my because because that helped me out in a lot of my matchups um, with. Um, you know, Mahomes, Hill, and, and Kelsey having big games. So I was happy from a fantasy point of view, but I, I was sad because I, um, I've, I've kind of been hoping for the Chargers to take that next step, that that leap. And um, I just feel that, and some of it was bad luck um, uh, last night. But man, they just oh, it's just that it was such an op- such an opportunity for that team, right? Such an opportunity. They should, they definitely should have won the game. And uh, we have some. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. No, that's fine. We have some breaking news that might have some fantasy implications. Uh oh. Um, Raiders and Browns are moving to Monday at 5 p.m. Really? Uh, Rams, Seahawks, and Eagles, Washington might be moving to Tuesday. Those ones aren't official yet. Oh, man. What a mess. <laughs> oh, what a mess. So it's going to be t- like if if you are in a 50 50 coin flip, you don't know who to start, and one of them is on in those games, and the other one's like, pick the guys who can play and get it over with, I feel like. You don't <laughs> want to be stuck where you can't, you're going to get a zero. It's a, it's a tricky situation. I think you're right. I think you're probably right in, in the vast majority of cases. Unless, you, you, you know, you might be um, have the benefit if, if you did have a lot of guys going um, uh, on Thursday night that you know kind of where you stand. So obviously if you're if you just face Mahomes and Kelsey and you're down big and you want to, well, maybe I'm going to wait for, I don't know, one of the, like Nick Chubb to see if he, he plays, but, but you know, like, uh, uh, yeah, you're right. It, it, it's, it, there's going to be a lot of strategy this week to, to determine those, make those decisions. So. I right. don't think I've ever had a week where it's been like this, this insane. I, th- I think about well, when I either talked about a pre-show or we talked about on the Patreon show, but five weeks are over. And I, like, I feel like 75% of my lineup is either out questionable or has COVID. So. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone in that case. So l- luckily, hopefully my opponent is dealing with the same things, but this is going to be a tough year. It's going to be a very lucky year to win fantasy. I feel like, um, and not just luck, but some skill to, cause obviously depth matters, right. And this year more than ever, I feel like. Yeah. Crazy. Well guys, I, I, I need to, to jump off. I'm going to go cry in a pillow of all the, uh, all the, things I'm going to miss. Cause I'm going to be traveling too. So like I was thinking I'll just set my lineups and be good. So I'm going to have to in the car. It, I'm going to make sure that I've got everything installed on my wife's phone. So I could be, or just give him hand her my phone and be like, Hey, I need you to <laughs> make these other positions for me, or I need you to do this and that. Cause it's going to be like, you're going to have to really be plugged in. Uh, I, I think this, this weekend to, to stand top of this stuff. So good luck. Thanks. All right. Yeah. I'm I'll, I'll, hopefully I'll see you, you guys next week, but, um, uh, carry on. I'm sorry. I got to jump off. All right. Travel safe, Ryan. Have fun. Enjoy the warm weather. And uh, yeah, good luck. Except when you're playing me. Are we playing yeah. each other this week? 
Foot Clan. I mean, you're going to win. I had to figure out. I've been trying to make trades because I don't think I'm a playoff contender. I just snuck in somehow. You got, you got Jonathan I Taylor. That's how, you, that's how you snuck in. You only have the number one running back um, in 2021. And, and, yeah. And so. I've been in a lot of conversations to move him, but I'm trying to make a dynasty deal with him. And it just doesn't just not, like p- things just don't add up. Um, been trying have- to acquire Saquon Barkley. But the pieces from that owner, he's just not willing to to budge on what he's willing to move. So I can't. I mean, you need to back up the the Brinks truck and and dump it all if you want to acquire Jonathan Taylor. I mean, like if you're going to move him, you got to you got to move. Well, I'll, I'll let you guys talk about that. But uh, uh, thanks, Joe's sure, listeners. Sorry, I got to leave mid show. No, it's awkward. Awkward transition. Goodbye. Hey, Will. Do you remember when I was trying to sell you Jonathan Taylor in the league in the off season for a quarterback? I don't want to talk about that. That team has failed me on so many levels. I tried uh, to trade. I was happy to trade Jonathan Taylor to any team in order like, to get a competent QB. And I feel like a lot of the QBs I was going to get, because uh, the QB position has kind of been in a crapshoot a little bit this year, more than I was expecting. Um, yeah, that team is one of the teams that I've made the most mistakes with uh, when it comes to making moves and just trying to, I was just trying to be competent this year because it was aging out after being uh, the fairly dominant team in the first year. Uh, it's a, uh, we are. That's we why. Are, that's like, is, but it's, but it it's why I like, I like those kind of leagues too, because it's not a super high stakes league and kind of fiddle with it a little bit more. It's a deep starting roster. It's a fun format. I like to have a good amount of leagues like that because I can test, test things out a little bit more versus the, the few, you know, let's say that have a 75 or hundred dollar entry fee or more that I'm in. Uh, those ones I'm much more careful with. Yeah, I don't even I don't really get to that level. I just like uh, like the fun. Like I guess it is low stakes, but I feel like the competition's still there regardless of how much um, the buy-in is. Right? Like you're gonna get high stakes leagues where the owners are still like crap, and you're gonna have lower stake leagues where uh, it's still high stakes in terms of competition. Right? So I'm just I'm just here to. To, like to have fun you know what i mean to win, like the, the bragging rights is almost more important to me than winning a, a big load of cash at the end of it so yeah and in my, my best fantasy team this year is in a, a 25 dollar 10 team two tight end super flex league uh and i, I i'm trying i'm giving everything i have to win that you know like I've, I've spent a lot of time building that roster and it's uh you know assuming that kelsey and kittle can continue after this week because there's of course got the buy and then uh, that's also a team also has the least amount of COVID problems. I feel like out of all my teams. So hopefully we are setting up for a completely dominant uh, playoff run. I would I like to have some non-stressful playoff matchups. Yeah. That's, I don't think that's going to happen this year, but we'll, we'll see. Unless you're, you're, uh, you have some Kansas city chiefs playing this week or even some Chargers had some good weeks. You start anyone from that matchup. You're probably in good shape. Don't have to you have, have a few less starting Justin Hopkins. Uh, I guess we're in kicker leagues. Yeah, I guess that's uh, well, maybe we have leagues have all kind of kept kickers. And the only dynasty league I'm in that has kickers is the FFPC league uh, that I'm in. And that team is pretty good. It had Kenny Allen going last night, but I went up against, I believe, Eckler and Mahomes. So we, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. There's, it's a good, a good enough start, but I'm technically in the hole. But we'll, uh, you just got to let it play out. I don't, I don't know how much longer. You, you want to record? We can stay on for a little bit longer. I mean, no rush, no big deal. Uh, we're, we, we immediately get off the rails as soon as our fearless leader and host gets off the show. I'm dying because uh, 
I got Twitter up beside me and I don't know if you knew that Sean Payton tested positive for COVID and yeah and obviously immediately isolated um he's been fully vaxxed and stuff but i'm dying at a tweet that says uh he's also had covid before and it has a picture of kevin james (laughs) 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 that would be so awesome (laughs) there was uh, a lot of really funny jokes uh when mccarthy had covid and had to miss the game that jerry jones was gonna pop on a headset and walk down there would, and then Jerry Jones would have me, Jerry Jones would have a headset that's not connected to anything, but he would like yeah. the figurehead, you know, on the sideline. And then he would have the challenge flag because I feel like that was done. I'm going to be responsible movie. for the challenges. Yeah, that's a that's really good, and that's going to ha- like obviously that not not specifically, but there's going to be tons of instances this week where like there's no coaching staff or the regular team is uh, majority backups, right? So. Even the, I don't know if you're familiar, but the NHL right now is almost in worse shape than the NFL. Like it is a, it is awful. Like in terms oh. of COVID, so and they're and almost gonna, like majority vaccinated league. So, and I, uh, I've, my fantasy Premier League uh, has been. They're talking about shutting down the EPL for soccer until mid-Jan. Uh, I, England, England has gone full work from home. Like offices aren't allowed to be populated. Yeah. It's a. Uh, that's a. I mean, that games are getting canceled day of because of it and I'm a fan of the Tottenham Hotspurs and I think they haven't played three games in a row now because their team has absolutely been ravaged uh, by COVID and that's it's it's been a complete mess because that one there's so many weeks in the season that you play uh, you can't just like kick it down the line and also the fantasy sites for Premier League are like they're you know they're like a quarter of the capabilities of any sort of fantasy football site. I had uh, multiple appointments today and they were both canceled on me for uh, the one person had a headache and the other one had, they had a COVID outbreak and had to close. So it's like, it's uh, hitting close to home too. It's not even just uh, football or what you're reading on Twitter or whatever. It's, it's everywhere. So hopefully people stay safe. It'll break in between the show to remind people of the seriousness of the pandemic. Um, let's, let's hop back into the, the, fantasy football discussion we have some patreon trades that were made this week um lots of discussion in our fantasy joe's patreon group chat um anyone has many trades typically gets our opinions on and everyone kind of bounces ideas off each other or if they're just in negotiations or thinking about it um good sounding board smart group of people um first trade that was made was tyler lockett and joe mixon for Pittman and etn and then he immediately traded Pittman and Mooney for Damian Harris and Deontay Johnson. Just beautiful. So I'll summarize it with the trade was Tyler Lockett, uh, Joe Mixon, Darnell Mooney for Deontay Johnson, Damian Harris, and Travis Etienne. What do you think of that? Yeah. Uh, non, I think he said his team was, wasn't a very competitive team overall, so he was looking to move those pieces. Uh, Damian Harris, it's good that he's not competitive and relying on him because I feel like if you were and you were getting Harris for the playoff run, uh, he just got ruled out today for this week. So that is uh, that would be a big disappointment. I love Deontay Johnson's future. And the person who made this trade messaged me too because we were just having like some De- Deontay uh, Johnson like love, love sesh real quick. Uh, he is, uh, I think, borderline elite talent now uh, in yeah, the NFL. Absolutely. And yeah. he's playing extremely well with a pop gun quarterback. Uh, at the moment and his skill set would, would translate anywhere uh he's the best he's shown he's the best receiver on the team again another great value wide receiver that the the pittsburgh Steelers have picked up and his future he was older coming into the league so you do have to factor in age 
but just use that three-year window uh, idea when you're trading for Johnson. I think you have three years of wide, uh, like borderline wide receiver one production, uh, and maybe even you know you're looking at maybe top eight. His his target, like as we've talked about over and over and over again, targets are earned. He earns all the targets. Uh, yeah, he is an yeah. absolute red zone dynamo. And it will, I think, will continue to be, regardless of who's that quarterback there. Because I think if you're successful with Ben Roethlisberger at this point in his career, you're quarterback proof. Yeah, he's like he's probably a top three route runner in the league. Like he can separate from anybody, any coverage. He is, uh, he's so good. I feel like you can't uh, stress enough about that. And Pittsburgh's in for you have to think an improvement at quarterback because Big Ben's probably a top forty quarterback in the league right now. Like I feel like there's about, there's a few backups better than him. Uh, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not uh, doing him justice. But I don't know, like think about like the backups like Gardner Minshew. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I'm saying, right? There's, uh, I would probably take guys like Kellen. Like I, we haven't seen him, but I'd probably take guys like Kellen Mond and people like that. Maybe Davis Mills. Well, I've heard, like I've heard knows, Kellen but... Mond. I've heard Kellen Mond looks like absolute trash. Oh uh, really? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I still love Kellen Mond. Well, I'll, I'll wait until I see it myself if it if it ever happens. But well, I mean, I want him to be good because he's on the Vikings, and that could have been an absolute steal of a draft pick. But it's not working out so far. But hopefully, in the future, it will because. Okay. Living and dying with Kirk Cousins at the helm uh, just what? means you're in for heartbreak every year. So uh, overall, though, and Etienne is is at his cheapest. And now that the new coaching staff and regime coming in again, does that uh, help Trevor- him? I feel like that doesn't help him. What do you think? Uh, let's get into that for a second because he was Urban Meyer's guy. I have to assume, right? I don't know how much like uh, it had to have been a group decision there. I would think, but well, they wanted. I guess the rumor was they wanted Tony. Yeah, uh, and when well, Tony went, then they, then they, yeah, then they just went with Etienne. Uh, I don't think it hurts him. I mean, I think not playing in the offense this with year. T-Law. Yeah. And yeah. I think James so, Robinson is earning more of a role, like, with the new regime. Like, I feel like that's going to be kind of more guaranteed. Where next year it was kind of, if it was still urban, I feel like you could probably push J-Rob to the side. But with obviously a new regime, I feel like it's going to be more of a timeshare. Maybe you see Etienne as more of a passing uh, down role. So, so it'll be I just don't. I just, just with like James Robinson, I don't think a new regime helps or hurts James Robinson or Etienne yet. I, I'm not, I don't have a good, I, I don't want to say I'm leaning one way or the other, but at, he's at his cheapest right now. Etienne, yeah. I mean, yeah. And yeah, if he, unless he absolutely, he could tank out, but as far as like value goes, he's not going to lose any value between now and the start of the season. They're not going to draft a first round running back would be my opinion. Uh, one, because any new regime is probably going to be a little bit smarter and just not do that type of thing because um, it's not a very bright move when it comes to NFL decisions. And then that that team, like the defense is good on Jacksonville overall. Like they have, I think that's a great landing spot for, I would love to see like Eric Bieniemy get a head coaching head coaching job. Love there that. And, and would love know, that. see how it can turn around. And he, his name's going to be up there again because the Chiefs season has completely turned around. Their offense is now running it on all cylinders and, and putting up a bunch of points or defense. Anyway, so I think that you could look at there's a potential for the coaching change to have a roster. You know, the roster could switch up, but that's with any basically any team that could happen. You never it's hard to judge that value. Um, but at the moment, I love acquiring ETN for not competitive teams because again, I still love his talent, but he's the cheapest he he has been. Uh and I, I would just be, I guess I'm willing to gamble that his value will go up. If it goes down, I'm okay with losing that gamble. I guess I, I'm, I'm happier losing that gamble than having not gambled at all. On, on the flip side, I'd venture to guess that James Robinson's uh, value is probably as high as it's ever been. Um, just given the sense that his biggest, uh, this, like, 
the person, the biggest roadblock in his way was Urban Meyer, which is now out of the out of the out of the equation, right? So I have to think that his value's gone up a bit. Looking, going, locking in the starting role um, for the fantasy playoffs, um, and there is question marks for next season. I don't feel like the market value is ever um, adequate for James Robinson, just because being an undrafted free agent and how good he is, it's it's just hard for the market to catch up to that. But he might be a sell just based on if he's being uh, valued highly for the fancy playoffs, for uh, the Urban Meyer uh, firing, et cetera. And he is still, at the end of the day, an undrafted free agent. They did just draft their first round running back. And again, we don't know what's going to happen there. I think you uh, can see a very, very big fantasy playoff boom from James Robinson. Carlos yeah. Hyde was just ruled out for this week. Uh, I believe they're playing the Texans. It's, he's got like 25 prime, touches. Like, he's, like, yeah, he's in a prime smash spot. So when it comes to uh, watching an asset rise in just a three-week span, I think James Robinson has an excellent, excellent opportunity to do so. I know and that, that, that carries over to next year in people's opinions of them. I know that there's um, question like these players are questionable, but I right now I have James Robinson starting over DeAndre Swift, Miles Sanders, um, just those two at the moment, which I don't know if they're going to start, but I just goes, I think James Robinson is going to have that, that role, especially come next week. So and the yeah, last guy in the trade we didn't really talk about was, but we did talk about previously is Darnell Mooney. Um, I don't like, um, giving up Darnell Mooney because it's similar to guys we talk, just talked about. I don't think the market has caught up to uh, Mooney's talent level. Um, I think he's I think he's really good. I Obviously, I feel like they have to bring in another wide receiver come next year because I'm not sure. I have to. Again, this is all speculation. I have to think Robin, Allen Robinson is gone. Um, paying him a ton, a boatload of money to play on the franchise tag. Did not um, did not earn the money he got on that tag. Biggest all, bust so. of the year. Yeah, like absolutely, right? Like if you you draft him in the third, fourth round, you are incredibly, incredibly disappointed. Um, you probably have trouble sleeping at night. So, <laughs> yeah, it's that's tough. But when you're getting a um, a guy like Deontay, love it. Um, Damian Harris is still going to be, uh, I, I would say, the lead back in the lead in that backfield, New England backfield, next year. So I like that, and his value is. Uh, I feel like it's never caught up to how good he is either, and I feel like that's probably because. He's not a long-term money back. It's kind of a year-by-year basis with him, I feel like. Yeah, he's got he's dealt with some injuries throughout the season. It's been a little bit of a rough ride with Damian Harris. Ramadre's um, been um, also excelling. Yeah, and Ramadre's going to get the full load this week. We'll see how that goes. Um, we got our, so I actually have to go run and pick up a chair uh, at my wife. But no, we can – I just say let's run through these just real quickly. Cool. So um, they both – it's kind of in the same Urban Meyer discussion that we've been talking about. Um, both have to do with Trevor Lawrence. Hasn't met expectations rookie year. Obviously, no one in Jacksonville has. Um, let's. So we we knew about this team, what this team looked like, the situation. But let's pretend we don't know um, who he has on his team. Trevor Lawrence, Elijah Moore, and Deontay Johnson for Kyler Murray and Christian Kirk. Do you think giving up those two elite wide receiver like ones almost? I would say our opinion. Trevor Lawrence been disappointing for an absolute superstar in Kyler Murray and his wide receiver and Christian Kirk. What do you think? I I find it. So when we did the off season rankings and projecting into the next year, I had Trevor Lawrence a lot higher than I believe everybody else. Uh, I think that his elite upside is still not realized. It's really tough though, because Kyler Murray is such a fantasy point producer when he's healthy. Um, and so on this on this deal in a vacuum, uh, I'm taking the Trevor Lawrence side. 
with Elijah Moore and Deontay Johnson. Uh, on, a, on a week-by-week starter, I would rather have Kyler Murray than those three because uh, I feel like I can make up the p- closer production in the wide receiver room than those two than I can the difference between Kyler and Trevor right now. But Dynasty, so, it's harder to make up that, like, a uh, replacement level wide receiver on dynasty doesn't actually have any value really. Right. Like a Tim Patrick type. Yeah. So and this deal, this deal if you, if, if you made it would work out for the fantasy playoff run because of Jandre Hopkins going down. Cause Kristen Kirk, Kirk is going to be more involved and that yeah. hopefully if they did that, that'll work out really well for them. But in a vacuum uh, to me, it's an easy choice to take the Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I think the, I think the process screens take those elite uh, wide receivers and, and the first overall pick last year, generational talent potentially in Trevor Lawrence. We, we haven't seen enough necessarily to say he's a bust yet. Um, now I'm going to keep the exact same trade. If you subbed out Trevor Lawrence for a Tua Tonga-Valoa type, a Baker Mayfield type, would that change anything? You're giving up two elite wide receivers, but you're, you're getting a significant upgrade then at quarterback. Is that, would that be enough to give up the, those wide uh, receivers? So Baker for sure. Uh, yeah. I would be, uh, I, I think I would take the Kyler side. Uh, on that because I think Trevor Lawrence is a much better quarterback than Baker uh, yeah, in a vacuum and moving yeah. forward uh, Tua, I think it's tough because Tua's played extremely well uh, and is young it's in a rebuilding franchise they've talked about trading him and all that stuff but if you if you, you would have to filter out that noise a little bit because nothing's happened and nothing may happen because the Dolphins are turning things around with Tua at the helm and I really like that so if you put in Tua oh man it makes it Way, know, way more, I, way closer, eh? I just think to it still like his value, in my opinion, is just so much more fluid moving into next year. I worry more about that. Him is just a, a like take a, like actual production on the football field out of it as a dynasty asset. Tua is much more volatile, in my opinion. So yeah, yeah. again, it makes it a lot harder. I'd have to think. I just off the top of my head, uh, I think I'm taking the Kyler side, but I I don't feel good about it. <laughs> I've never been super. I agree to everything you said about Tua, um, and I love that because I have been skeptical about him in the past. Um, but I'm still a bit skeptical. It's still there for me. So I, when it comes to trading a guy like Kyler Murray, um, I would want someone I'd, I'd, I'd feel more confident in than him. So again, I would take Kyler there. But I feel like that's a, a lot, lot closer than Trevor Lawrence to me in that deal. Um, is there anyone you want to discuss before we hop off, or I, I would? I was going to hop into Russell Wilson for, for, uh, if you had anything, but. Uh, well, the, the other one was Trevor Lawrence, DJ Chark, Sterling Shepard for Stafford and Josh Jacobs. Uh, I think that's a total slam on the Trevor Lawrence side. Uh, yeah, I, I don't disagree because I feel like Josh Jacobs at this point in his career is kind of just a volume back where I feel like he could go, he could move around the league and get that opportunity, but I'm not sure. Like, I'm not chasing that talent, if you know what I mean. I'm just chasing the opportunity with them. And then Trevor Lawrence for Stafford is really the big difference there, right? Um, if you were talking, like, you wouldn't trade your 101 pick last year in a super flex for, for Stafford. You, wouldn't, you would never consider that, right? So I feel like even at this point where with Stafford on the Rams um, doing, doing fine, I wouldn't move Trevor Lawrence for Stafford personally. Yeah. So, I mean, and Josh Jacobs, I've always been a big fan of Josh Jacobs. It just doesn't translate to good fantasy production for your team. It's a really tough week in, week out ride with him. And I have him in a lot of places and it's not, it's not the most fun. That's a, uh, yeah, I think maybe we save Russell Wilson for next week. Sure. Cause it's still, that's, it's an evergreen topic with him. Uh, 
and I also I put in DK Metcalf in there. Uh, just just to talk about him, but like I think we can just tease that out and get into it. Get into it next week. Little, little teaser. Teasy tease. So, uh, that I think I think we should probably wrap it up. Jake, you want to take the the outro? Um. Well, we we, we the little two minute thoughts because I actually had two things I wanted to mention. One, um, thank your commissioner because again they are volunteering. This uh, this is a struggle year for everybody, and not just in fantasy but in real life. So if your playoffs weren't updated from correctly, or if something was like wrong, don't blame a volunteer. Just kind of like I would, you know what I mean. I would appreciate your commissioners more. Um, it's kind of a last point, and I just kind of my. Do you have anything to say before I get to my last one? No, go for it. What is like? Someone's got to do something about Rob Gronkowski and his attempted his attempts at insurance fraud. It's a week by week basis. It is. Every every time there's a break in a football game, this guy is trying to commit insurance fraud. And uh, the fact that they still let him play football on Sundays, it's a bit bizarre to me. So uh, I just want to put that out there. And that's just, that's a that's a. Are you joking about the commercials for USAA? <laughs> no, that's just that's an absolute serious uh, topic I'm trying to bring up. They're not. Those are really terrible commercials. Uh... <laughs> Like I don't know, they, they, did, they did a they did a very very bad job with it. <laughs> every every tweet about it always makes me laugh, and even when the even when the the commercials themselves come up, just they always make me laugh at this the absolute ridiculousness of like them just advertising Rob Gronkowski trying to commit a crime every week. But well, I also wonder if USA is such a good insurance and it's only available to veterans and their family. Why do you need to advertise it? I, I'm always floored by that. If it's really this elite uh, also level of a insurance. Bear, very like, fair point. <laughs> like if it was that great, everybody would know about it. And that would be like one of the big perks of being part of the military uh, in the U.S. So anyway, it's, it's, very, it's always very odd to me how much money USA. they drop on commercials for that. Yeah, because you know there'll be probably one during the Super Bowl, and that's so much money. <laughs> be one during the Super Bowl. It'd be every, well, if you're in Canada, I'm sure it'll be every commercial because we don't get the cool ones. But uh, Well, uh, <sighs> bless it's streaming. <laughs> all right we'll all right that's probably a good here. way to end it up yeah <laughs> the fantasy joe yeah uh hit hey, at twitter takes with jake at fantasy joe uh, for will at roto librarian at the ff joes hit us up on patreon patreon.com slash fantasy joes and that's how uh we'll at we'll, we'll end it i mean even that's how we do an outro a patreon show every week the patreon chat is always lively uh, I, I don't chime in as much as I should, but I will. I think in the off season, it's also a really great just uh, sounding board for a lot of different opinions. I love the group that we have and would love to add to it. We are the Fantasy Joe. Fantasy Joe's. Fantasy Joe's. All right. Quick, end it. Stop recording. Please.